Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Dr. Kim Barber, better known as Dr. Kim, your audio guide and host for today. I am happy to be coming to you live and direct with a new and exciting topic for today. This project, Discover Monterey Bay, the podcast series, is a fresh way for you to stay informed about what's going on in our community and how it can help you get ready for college. Today, we are really excited. We have a very distinguished guest with us, none other than Congressman Panetta. He represents and serves the 20th Congressional District of California, it is great to have you with us, Congressman. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Kim. I appreciate it. It's good to be with you, and uh, I really appreciate everything that you're doing for our community as well, and I'm glad that we can have a good discussion tonight about what else we can do, not just for our community now, but obviously our future, and that's our students. Exactly. And this is a this is a really challenging time when we really need the work that you're doing and the work that you've already been doing even prior to the pandemic. So we know that you've done so many things to help our district, you know, especially in education. You were pivotal in us receiving the only gear up grant in California during the last funding down the slate. So that was very appreciative. I mean, that was something that was awesome. And, and many other uh, states were looking at you and the work that you did during that particular time for us to be the only grant uh, to be received for Gear Up during that time. What other actions or initiatives are you planning in education as we start to kind of climb out of this pandemic? No, well, thanks, Dr. Kim. I, I appreciate you mentioning uh, that that was important, especially when it came to that gear up grant that which would benefits both CSUMB and University of California at Santa Cruz, as well as 22 other secondary schools throughout Monterey and Santa Cruz County. So thank you very much for doing that. And obviously, you know, having been raised here and and being educated here and not just, uh, you know, K through 12, but going to first part of my college here and then obviously working here and now representing here. Uh, you know, making sure that our schools have the resources necessary to support our students is very important. And let me tell you, Gear Up is a big part of that. It, it sure. supports entire classes of students yes. from middle school through their first year of college, which, as you know, Dr. Kim, is absolutely huge for increasing college readiness, improving high school graduation and post-secondary enrollment rates, and informing students and families of post-secondary options preparation, and yes, how to pay for it all, which is a big issue. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Europe supports so many important services, including tutoring, college, and career planning, and family engagement programs, designed all to support college planning and enrollment. And it can even support scholarships and financial aid ap applications. This year, exactly. let me tell you, this year, I requested $435 million, with an M, million, for the Gear Up program so that more wow. students participate in this great program. Now, look, one of the things that was highlighted, though, as through this last year with this pandemic, for better or for worse, when I say highlighted, is broadband. And you know as well sure. as I do that many students have had to adapt to distance learning, and we've learned clearly about the vulnerabilities all students, I mean all students, have without adequate internet access. Now, that's Definitely. why I want to stress that, that this isn't, though, this isn't, as we know, this isn't just an issue for the pandemic, okay? This digital divide, or as we came to know it over the pandemic, this homework gap 
has affected students uh, well before the virus. And unfortunately, it's going to affect them after. Students That's need to complete this homework, to complete their homework, write their papers, do the research, as I see with my two daughters uh, that are in high school that are remote learning right now. And without broadband mm. access, I tell you, everybody's daughters, everybody's sons, all of our students are going to be left behind. That's why with this upcoming infrastructure bill that we're going to be working on, working on in Congress these next couple months, I can tell you one of the cornerstones is going to be broadband and broadband infrastructure is Fortunately, we got a president in the White House who understands how important it is, and his proposal is basically saying, I need $100 billion with a B to build high-speed broadband networks to reach every, every community and build on the emergency connectivity funds in, America, in the American Rescue Plan to ensure that all students can be connected. That's going to help K-12. through It's going to help college kids. As you know, kids these days, they know how to do the internet before kindergarten. It's going to help our That's right pre-K kids as well, but all of those, all of the kids, especially those who are preparing for college in the Gear Up program. So look forward for doing that. And then of course, look, you know as well as I do how important the Pell Grants are. And I'm a supporter of doubling the Pell Grant. I think that's important awesome. because you know Pell Grants cover less than one third of the average cost of attendance in public four-year universities. That's due to the increased tuition costs, which we've seen go up and up as well as expenses like textbooks and housing, especially here on the Central Coast, and food and transportation. Uh, this places a huge strain on our students, as you're saying, seeing firsthand, and, and sure. their families, uh, that th those are exactly what Pell Grants, those are who the Pell Grants are designed to support. And just at the current level, you know, you got students from families earning $30,000 or less. That means they need to spend more than 75% of their total income to cover the cost of a four-year college. That's it's ridiculous. That's, that's unfortunate. It is ridiculous. Yes. That's how it is. And 50% of their annual income for a two-year college. So look, that's why I'm all for doubling the Pell Grant to ensure that it truly benefits the students and families that need it the most. Now, I got a couple of other things in regards to food security and ensuring that uh, we make sure that our students don't go to school and go to class hungry. And I'm not just talking about K through 12. I'm talking about college kids as well. And that's why it's important to have the advanced oh, yes. access to SNAP Act, otherwise known as the EATS Act, E-A-T-S mm -hmm. Act, which would permanently expand SNAP eligibility to millions of college students who are experiencing hunger, as we know now, on a daily basis. So look, uh, there's a lot that's going on, uh, obviously, you know, with the pandemic, but also outside of the pandemic. But I can tell you, there's a lot going on in Congress, too, that we can help remedy the situation and help our students uh, get prepared and get going in college. Wow, I tell you, we, we knew you were busy before, but you're really busy now. You have your hands full and, and you always have our uh, district and our and our state, really. You, have, you always have us at the forefront of taking care of the needs that are are our priority for all of us uh, to be able to be successful and not only in education, but just even in life and living. And that's what I love that and uh, hearing all of the different um, initiatives and bills and different things that you're working on. These are things that are going to be beneficial, not only for education, but for jobs and many other um, types of uh, entities and just us living and having a better quality of life. 
And I think that's very important. So we're very appreciative for the work that you do, that you continue to do. Uh, of course, those are a lot of policies and resources that are beneficial for our current and graduating students. Uh, we just had a, a nice parade, uh, graduation parade for uh, CSUMB this past Saturday. And I'm sure a lot of those students can be able to uh, benefit from a lot of the work that you're doing as well. And I know right now the government it supports first generation and underrepresented students in many ways. Are there any other special uh, policies we need to be looking for that may also continue to uh, support first generation and underrepresented students? Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, first of all, let me, let me hit on one of the comments you made about this community and how this community really steps up to uh, highlight uh, our education and our educational institution and our students, especially with, you know, last year in 2020, we saw, you know, the graduations and how and what we did is just pivot and, and do those vehicle graduations out at Laguna Seca for our high school kids. And it's good to hear that, you know, CSUMB pivoted with a parade. And now you're seeing it as well as, as kids start to graduate coming up here in this spring. So um, it, it, it's nice to be a part of a community that really values education and values our students and wants to not only take care of them, but wants to highlight uh, their success. But that's why, you know, obviously we talked about gear up, but I'm also a supporter of, you know well, the TRIO program. Sure. Being, being, a, being a, out in Washington, D.C., I'm a member of the TRIO caucus. Uh, and you know how important federal TRIO programs are when it comes to outreach and student service programs, which are designed to identify and provide services for individuals from disadvantaged backgrounds. Now, this uh -huh. includes programs targeted to serve and assist, as you said, low-income individuals, first-generation college students, veterans even, and individuals yes. with disabilities to progress through their academic pipeline from middle school to post-baccalaureate programs. TRIO's been great, especially here on the Central Coast, and it's proven successful at increasing college enrollment and completion with undergraduates taking advantage of TRIO student support services at two-year institutions, being 47% more likely to complete a degree or transfer. And this year, I requested a large amount of funding, a big increase for the TRIO program, and trust me, the last four years, we had to kind of play defense and make sure the, the, the amounts for the TRIO program stayed the same. We were able to do this. I'm proud of this report. But that's why, with a little friendlier in administration, I'm making sure that we ask for more. And we're going to try to ensure that students can benefit from this program, and that's why we're asking for so much. Now, look, there's also things that what we can do to support college affordability. As, as you know well, and as we're experiencing, um, college is, is, is sure is expensive these days. That's why I not only support doubling the Pell, but I also for giving up the 50000 in student loan debt. As you know, mm, it's about okay. a few trillion dollars of student loan debt throughout this nation. I think second just behind home mortgages. So we got to make sure that, you know, our kids have a way to get out from underneath that debt, which really limits them from getting into public service, from getting into buying houses, buying homes, uh, getting married, and so forth. So I think that's a good way to, to start it. But also helping underrepresented students, we need to support minority-serving institutions, such as Hispanic-serving institutions here on the Central Coast, like, you bet, CSUMB. That's why I requested $250 million for undergrad undergraduate HSI programs and 55 uh -huh. 
$55 million, Kim, specifically for HSI STEM programs. Last wow. year, we reported $55 million for the high school equivalency program, the HEP program, and for the College Assistant Migrant Program, the CAMP, as, as it's called. Uh -huh. Those are programs specifically designed to help students from farm worker families. And you know, here on the Central Coast, we got a lot of bounty, and we got a lot of bounty because we got a lot of people who work in that bounty, and that's our farm workers right. families. And so we want to support those students in the first year of college with the camp projects, which offer academic and career counseling, tutoring, and other supportive services. The HEP program identifies those students, those especially who are vulnerable, who dropped out of high school, and provides them with intensive instruction and other support services to help them attain their high school equivalency diploma. Look, it's important that we, use, that we make sure that we ensure that those families who put food on our table, especially immigrant families, that they're able to attain fully, fully the same thing my grandfather came here to obtain, and that's the American dream. And that's basically making sure that their, their kids have a better life. So we're hoping to help those kids with these programs. That is amazing. Uh, you continue to um, strive and do new and innovative um, uh, initiatives and, and ways in helping. Um, and, and I can't thank you enough for all that you do. Um, and so I know that all the things that you have named, uh, you know, with the big American dream, we're all striving for it, right? And that's why post-secondary is so important as we begin to, to equip ourselves for this. But as you've seen, there have been many impacts of COVID-19 that are visible and invisible. Some we will not know until many years after the pandemic. How do you see us recovering and adapting to this new normal? and ways to thrive in these next several months, you know, to a year. Yeah, yeah, look, you, you know as well as I do, and I think we all sense it. Look, we're very optimistic right now. Sure. And, you know, and then we're optimistic because we're actually starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that and, and end of the tunnel, that's because people are taking responsibility. And what I mean by that is California, has the lowest infection rate. Why? Because they have the highest vaccination rate. So, you uh, know, uh -huh. continue to get vaccinated, continue to play their part, um, and continue to move forward just like we did throughout the pandemic, but especially now as we're almost out of this tunnel. Uh, but, but obviously, you know, beyond vaccinations, we want to make sure that our schools can reopen fully uh, and, and, and basically make sure that our kids and our teachers and our professors and our administrators can get back to that school safely as well. Uh, and so we got to make sure that, you know, uh, we do that. But also, you know, we got, we, we got to make sure that, um, you know, it, it, it comes down to child care as well. We're going into these summer months. I know that, that a lot of students have signed up for summer school, but a lot mm -hmm. of them are remotely. So that's why we got to look at child care as well and making sure that with the child tax credit, that that's extended and that we ensure that that is something that we work to make sure permanent as well. Now, I think some of our graduates, though, are going to experience uh, basically the workforce and making sure that, you know, uh, they're going to do remote work as well. But that comes down to making sure that we have broadband and then making sure that we continue to collaborate and have that shared workspace uh, that businesses will provide when it comes to remote work. Look, we know managers are worried about employee productivity during work from home, but uh -huh. uh, they, they, they may not be so worried now because we need to provide them with that space and provide them with that broadband that they can continue to be productive. Look, we still got a, we still got some ways to go. Be it if sure. you're a student, 
be it if you're a teacher, be it if you're an employee, be it your employer. But I think we're taking the right steps with the American Rescue Plan, with our vaccines and our vaccine rate. We just got to keep on going forward and keep on doing what's right to get uh, full speed ahead on the new normal uh, and back to doing what we do best here on the Central Coast. That is uh, definitely the answer is we have to keep moving, right? Keep moving in the right direction. And so you're right. Continue with the vaccinations, continue doing the things that we've been doing to make um, this um, very uh, successful, like you said, and, and getting the um, this infection down and getting back to the new normal to do what we need to do. So one of the things that I notice is as we are getting back to the new normal, um, we, we're seeing uh, different opportunities really coming up because we, we found out a lot about ourselves and even about what we could do through this challenge. Um, and so where do you see the future growth of the workforce even in Monterey County going at this point? Because we're seeing a lot of other opportunities coming out of this pandemic as well. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I, I think, you know, we're pretty proud of what we have here and that we got a lot of bounty and we got a lot of beauty. beauty. And that means we got a lot of agriculture and we got a big agriculture industry and we got a big uh, hospitality industry as well. But how do we, what's the future? of those two. So obviously, look, with hospitality, it's a service sector and ensuring that, you know, we continue to make sure that people, employers, employees, and customers are safe. Because as you know, hospitality is a face-to-face -face industry. Uh, and so it's making sure. sure that as we come out of the vaccine, uh, that we provide, continue to provide the, the safety protocols and PPE and so forth that's necessary to do that. With agriculture, um, look, what you're seeing is kind of the pivot to technology in a lot of ways. Um, and I can tell you that if anybody's uh, as concerned with, you know, the, the air quality and the, and the soil quality and the water quality and the amount of water, it's those who work in agriculture. And that's why you're seeing a lot of precision agriculture. And therefore, you're seeing a lot of technology be injected and being invested into our agricultural industry to ensure that not only do we have a way to harvest our crops, but we do it safely and we do it in a sustainable method. And so obviously focusing on STEM programs is very, very important in our schools, focusing on the vocational aspects uh, of our colleges here that can provide uh, our students who uh, wanna get in and get that training necessary that they can get right into the workforce. And then continuing to work with those industries, be it here in the Salinas Valley, or be it there in the Silicon Valley, uh, to make sure that they're working with our colleges to ensure that their curriculum is what they need out of the students that are going to be graduating from our colleges. So continuing to have that type of coordination with our industries, be it here on the Monterey Peninsula or be it up in the Silicon Valley, realizing that obviously technology is going to play a big part of it, but also keeping in mind that we got to preserve and protect what we have when it comes to our ag agriculture, when it comes to our environment, and when it comes to the people who are a part of it. Wow, you you can you continue to do such great work and to move in in all the avenues uh, that are impacting 
our uh, district and impacting California and even um, making a, a um, uh, making a, an example for even the nation um, for the work that you're doing here in California. So we thank you for all that you continue to do and what you uh, have been doing even before, but how that you are doing even more during this time that it's been challenging for all of us that you we've all been working together to move forward to, as you see said before, to come out of this. So we are grateful for that and we look forward to more things that are coming forth. Um, a lot of the different plans and initiatives um, and resources that you're working on uh, coming forth to be able to help more of not only our students, but our community to continue to succeed and thrive. Um, so what is the best way to keep up with all this that you're doing, all the different actions you're doing? Oh, I appreciate that. Well, look, I think, uh, you know, uh, obviously, if there's anything, people need to realize that, you know, I, I you know, obviously, we're, we're creating a lot of policy back in Washington, D.C., and providing a lot of funding for resources in our educational system here in the district. But, you know, I am that bridge to the federal government and back. So people need to understand if there's any issue with the federal government, I'm that bridge to Washington, D.C., and the bureaucracy, which can be a real pain in the butt, uh, and uh -huh. back. I'm there to help uh -huh. them in that bureaucracy. So they need to know that they can always, always, always give me a call uh, right here in my Salinas offices at area code 831-424-2229. Again, that's 831-424-2229. But you can also uh, stay up to date on what I'm doing on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is at Rep Jimmy Panetta. Once again, at Rep R-E-P Jimmy Panetta, J-I-M-M-Y-P-A-N-E-T-T-A. And then, of course, you can always visit my website, panetta.house.gov. But once again, let me give you my number, 831-424-2229. People need to realize I am here to help you with the federal government. I'm here to make government work for you. That's our job, and we damn well better know how to do it. And I feel we've done that. We're going to continue to do it for the people of the Central Coast. So look forward to continuing to work with you, Dr. Kim. You're doing a great job. And like I said, if it wasn't for the communication that you and I have had, uh, a lot of this wouldn't get done. So I want to thank you for your service, especially during this pandemic, but going forward, knowing that we still got to continue to serve uh, our future on the Central Coast, Coast, and that's our students. So thank you very much. Well, thank you so much, uh, Congressman Panetta. We appreciate you. Thank you for uh, those great kind words. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who is listening to our community. This is Project Discover Monterey Bay, the podcast series. It's a fresh way for you to stay informed and in the know with programs, resources, and opportunities that are available here in our community. We look forward to having you back as a listener and maybe even our next guest. Take care and stay safe.